0: Kindle, and audiobook at amazon.com. For more information, visit backtohappybook.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and today is another one of our Shining the Light series. Today, we're shining the light on emotional eating. Uh, So many people have talked about this in the media but no one goes really deep you know oprah kind of touched on the subject when she had her show and so brilliantly brought it to light i think it's it's a subject that many people struggle with but many people also don't talk about in a way that is is healing for many. So that's what we're here to do today. And I'm here with my favorite empowerment strategist, Julie Riesler. She's been on the podcast before. She is a health and wellness coach and a trainer and just an all around wonderful person. And she has a story to tell of her own and uh, a special interest in helping people who have issues around emotional eating thank you julie for coming on the podcast to share this very personal story and to shine the light on this subject because so many people struggle with so many different addiction type things and i think emotional eating is a huge one and the obesity issue that we have in the country what do you have to say about this and and let's shine the light girl <laughs> i love it
1: thank you so much for having me and This is definitely a um, very—it's a personal topic. It um, is something that I understand very dearly and deeply, and I am gonna blow the lid off of. um, And you know, for those who've dealt with emotional eating, a lot of what comes up with it typically are feelings of shame and guilt. Mm. So I am just gonna shine light on that and blow the lid open so that. I can speak, and hopefully others will will get something. This is my experience. Um, I always say, take what you like and leave the rest. Right. Um, what I do want to share about you know my experience with emotional eating is that the the symptom is the food. Meaning, I grew up um, an active kid and also somebody that learned to deal with emotions, especially the ones that I didn't like, like anger and sadness and feeling left out or any of those feelings, um, my way of dealing with that was to use food. And, you know, we know now, you know, sugar, it, it touches the brain, the the same reward center that other um, drugs do. Um, and that was my way of, of, of dealing and coping.
0: Yeah. I mean, for so many of us, uh, food was used as, as a reward, I mean, how many times do we get candy when we did something? I mean, even potty training, it starts really early. Yeah. M&Ms. And I I was guilty of that with my kids, you know, here, have an M&M. You went pee pee in the potty. So, (laughs) I mean, it starts very early. So talk about your journey a little bit and let's talk about some ways that are helping people. And we're going to shine the light on ways positive things that are actually working to help some people um, move past this and release this from their life because absolutely. it is it is one of those things like so many other things that stand in the way of our being able to shine our personal light in the yeah. world and be the whole person in body mind and spirit that we are all intended to be right? absolutely so.
1: Now, I think this is a um, pretty hot topic. If you look around, there are diets of every kind. Um, you know, it's, it's a fact that the obesity level is, is pretty high in this country. And for me, being someone, you know, I'm a healthy weight. Um, I may not look it on the outside. I actually understand what goes on with, with someone that uses food emotionally. Um, and even though I don't wear it, You know, I, I can really understand. Um, I coach a lot of people who have struggled and are struggling with using food emotionally. And, you know, from my own experience, um, it was my best friend, Blinky. It helped me to cope with, with feelings that I really didn't know how to deal with or how to handle. It gave me that, um, you know, you don't get – you might get pulled over for drinking a six-pack. You're not going to get pulled over for eating, you know, five packs of peanut M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I it, – it's it's a tough one. You got to eat three times a day typically. This is not – you know, when, when you start to struggle – when I started to struggle with food, this is early on. I mean, I could probably – way back when. I can't even remember the exact time, but I can remember memories when I was five and six. Um, and my dad took me to nursery school and bought me two chocolate donuts. And that was like my favorite memory, literally from like zero to ten. Mm. So for me, a lot of my memories are around food. Yeah. Um, and I'm one of those people I don't know genetically or if it's just what I was, the culture. Um, I, you know, food really helped me to, it was sort of my centering, um, kept me centered and to feel good. And until, you know, until I realized that, um, it, it really, a didn't feel well in my body to be eating that much sugar. And then B, you know, I started to, to add on weight and I didn't like how I felt. Um, and that became just an interesting journey. Mm. Um,
0: Maybe we can talk about because the first uh step in the 12 step programs is mm-hmm. acceptance that yeah. that there is an issue like how how does someone come to terms with the acceptance that there is an issue uh with right. emotional eating and like when do we know because right. you know there like a lot of times when yeah. when you're going through it, you don't really realize it
1: right um, And like you said, the shame. Yeah, Yeah. lots of shame. Typically, um, I was not somebody that was eating those bags of M&Ms in front of others, by the way. That was typically Mm -hmm. by myself, not in front of others. Um, And look, with 12 Steps, I'm a big proponent of them. I would say, you know, it's for some, it's not for everyone. Um, I think they're phenomenal. There's lots of ways to handle emotional eating. I'm also part of, and I can talk about it later, a mindful eating program. Um, With 12 Steps, what... What I love is that the first step is, you know, that you realize that there's a there's an issue, there's a problem. And what I would say is that when your energy, your brain power is going towards mainly thinking about food, like what you ate, what you're eating next, when's the next meal, what's it going to be? Do I now need to work off what I just ate because I just ate more than five people combined? Did I just read a list of what that football player ate and I could have like eaten that same amount and I'm, you know, a... <laughs> Twenty five year old female. I mean, so when you know when you start to notice there are clues. There's like breadcrumbs on the trail. You start to notice that, you know, my thoughts were all about either getting it, hiding it, eating it, when was the next meal? Um, frankly, did somebody eat something, put it back in the wrapper? I, I used to, I mean, you know, embarrassing as this sounds, I used to eat stuff out of the trash every now and then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think some probably listening can relate. It's it's I'm not proud of it. you know i'm not not proud of it it's just part of my story
0: yeah a lot of people have that story and i think, yeah. and that's one of the reasons i like doing this shining the light series because there's not one thing that one person has gone through that somebody else has not gone through and exactly. and i i'm sure that you know once this goes out a lot of people will respond yeah. um with with empathy because they've been there so if the first step is acceptance toward healing um what are some other steps that we can take uh, when we recognize that there may be an issue and you know steps to wholeness what are some other things we can do
1: it's a great question and i'm gonna kind of draw now from probably a little bit from 12 steps and a little bit from the work I've done in mindfulness and a little bit of work I've done around healing and so this is kind of you know I want to say it's this is from my experience I think this mm-hmm. has been very helpful for me The the first step has been kind of admitting there's an issue awareness like you said okay this is not working one like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being mm-hmm. sick and tired and I'm just frustrated and feeling like um You know, almost like a little white flag, surrender flag went up for me. It was like, okay, this is not my best life. Um, That actually was a gift. At the time, it didn't feel like a gift at all. So one would be really getting that something needs to change. Um, I think when you get to two, so now you're kind of in that open space. Something needs to change. Now it's, okay, now what? Mm -hmm. So I think a big piece there is, and I'm a big proponent of mindfulness, I think learning a lot of what I did is not sitting still and not sitting through feelings. And it might be scary to start sitting with some feelings. So that might not, you know, starting small, smart, starting with little steps. So what that might look like is, you know, learning to sit still with yourself. Um, it's really about developing that, that self-compassion and self-love in, in my humble opinion. So cultivating that self-compassion number two would be um probably that, developing that that self-compassion and mindfulness piece and what that could look like is sitting still for three to five minutes and just breathing and just being in your body. Um, it builds your brain's ability to pause and it can help it served me very well when I want to eat something. It still comes up. I mean it still comes up. I have a stressor and I the response used to be to eat. Now I have this pause button that I've trained my brain to do. It's part of the benefit of mindfulness. And I can now literally stop for a few seconds and make a new choice so i would say stopping and pausing and, my, and mindfulness yeah that's time.
0: huge that's huge and that's such a practice and we can practice it uh, for a really long time before it sinks in so this this yeah. is really a marathon and not a sprint this yes process beautifully said yeah
1: and the, well i what i will add to that though is you will start to notice i started to notice very soon after practicing mindfulness and sitting still like little tiny shifts and those tiny shifts, it's almost like that kernel of hope. It just started to change my perspective. And that's the thing. It's, you know, putting on new glasses, getting a new perspective, realizing that while, you know, food can be You know the symptom of dealing with with issues that there's there's a hope that it doesn't have to always be that way Mm. so it started to do that
0: so then as you start to let go of um, some of these more negative patterns and you move forward and some of these um, emotions come up and you are faced with with them how 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 were you dealing with them as um, someone who was who was covering them up with food prior to that like what do you do when those emotions come up now
1: That's a great question. Well, and I'm a little biased because I'm a coach and I I had a coach or a person, you know, accountability person or a sponsor or somebody that you work with. I I really believe we don't go at it alone. Um, So for me, I'm very verbal. You can tell I did a lot of talking about it. I also did a lot of writing and journaling. I, I journaled a lot about my feelings and I started to learn to ask questions behind the question what's really going on? Why am I choosing this? What was I feeling? What am I really upset about? Um, what are and then I started to look at what are other ways that are you know healthy for my body, mind and soul other than, Peanut M&Ms. You can tell I have a thing with peanut m I do too, girl. Oh Lord, <laughs> I still to this day cannot have. I, 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 it's very hard to have three. I've done it. I can yeah. do it when I'm in a mindful place. Mm. Um, so that was that's a big one. Get you know it could be journaling and finding somebody to to speak to, mm. um, a coach, a sponsor, a friend, somebody going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're part of a twelve step program, there's usually folks that you know volunteer people volunteer to I that. even
0: find something just as simple as when something comes up and I'm like mm, okay I'm done with that I say this little thing to myself that I, I release this with love light and forgiveness love it I, and sometimes Ugh. I say it three times just to make sure it's good and gone
1: <laughs> awesome I love it I have a friend that says put it in the palm of your hand and kiss it goodbye and just kiss it but I love what you said I love that yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Love, light, and forgiveness because, Love, light, and yeah, forgiveness. There, there's yeah. just some stuff that we have to let go of and forgive ourselves because, yeah. you know, we didn't know any better and now we know better and exactly. we, we try to do better. So do you have any examples of clients that you may have worked with or um, even even your own examples of yeah. of people who have really gotten past this and, you know, just some examples of what it looks like to live a life yep. and... I'm sure there's some looking back that's that and saying, okay, here I was yep. with this, and yeah. and now here I am. Like, w- what does that kind of a life look like? So someone has a yeah. has an image or a something to to look forward to.
1: I, I have a good. I'll share a personal memory and experience because um, I'll kind of keep it to my own. What I you know what I've dealt with. Um, hopefully, some folks out there will get some strength and hope from this one. Um, I can remember way back when. Um, at my former in-laws house, they, um, used to have a lot of cookies, homemade cookies at all times. Um, and I would eat them, not just in front of everybody, but I'm talking, um, there'd be bags and bags in the freezer and I would go in, like someone would go to the bathroom or walk. I mean, I probably downed, I'm not kidding. Oh, I don't know. 30 cookies. Like I remember this one weekend I was staying there and I, I, literally, I probably ate close to 60 cookies. And it was—it's was pretty impressive, actually. People who look at me, they're like, "You did that?" I'm like, "I swear to God, I ate that many cookies. Yeah, well, Couldn't stop. I never would. I would never guess that. Never. Right. No. It just for me. It and and so the symptom is. I mean, I I do find for me sugar to be very often addictive. Um, and there were things I was not dealing with. And I can tell you now, looking back, because I kept a journal, um, it was so clear. It's like you know, I'm feeling insecure about something, I'm eating cookies. And so, you know, if you looked at me then, what you would have just saw if you were kind of at a bird's eye view is, this chick is eating a ton of cookies, like out of control, in you know, in secret, um, and is not looking at what's really going on. And, and, and like you said, that's where I was at that time. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, feeling overwhelmed, stressed, whatever's going on in your life, maybe it's your relationship, your career, feeling like you don't have a choice, um, today, after a lot of work, you know, in mindfulness and all different kinds of programs and, and just also doing a lot of work, to, the most important thing I think is developing that that love and compassion for myself. Mm. Absolutely. I would say that doesn't cost anything. You know, if there was no program out there, you come back to just self-love. And like what you said, your mantra, you know, I often just say, Julie, you're doing the best you can. And Julie, just do the next right thing. Mm, you know I've learned I've trained my brain to say loving things I think that would probably be the next real step is really that positive affirmation training your brain training yourself really what I was looking for in the food was self-love yes so yeah
0: that's That's uh, where it all starts gosh Oh, Julie, you have so many great things to say. You know, I'm listening to this audio book because I love audio books. Me too. I I (laughs) take them out on a run and I can just go for a lot longer than I I started. But um, I'm listening to The Power of Habit, I think it's called. The Power of Habit oh it's so interesting and he's talking about in this chapter where I have where I last ran (laughs) he's (laughs) talking about the triggers Mm -hmm. and creating new triggers and like for example if you're trying to um, establish a habit a positive habit of getting up in the morning and running which uh, as somebody who's put on her running clothes in the morning and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon and I still haven't gotten out to do it I I know (laughs) I can so do that but uh, he suggests creating a new trigger around Something that you do in the morning, such as brushing your teeth. So if you do it enough times yes. you create a whole new habit and it creates a whole new neural pathway in yes. your brain. Yes. So brush your teeth, go for a run, brush your teeth, go for a run. Yes. So is is yes. are there principles around yes. that kind of thing that yes. we could also apply? Sorry, I said yes
1: like 15 times. I, That's I'm, okay. I'm I with w- you. I didn't stop talking. <laughs> I'm with you, sister. Now this is, and this leads to the, the whole piece about neuroplasticity that is about changing our thoughts and thought mm-hmm. patterns. And when you start you know so if you start whatever you focus on expands so yes training yourself i i've literally shifting your thinking your your thoughts what you say to yourself you know we have running tapes we say to ourselves all the time um a lot of the work i did was looking at what am i telling myself oh my goodness i am saying some nasty mean things to myself i wouldn't even say that like i'm not a mean person i would never say that to, to anybody you, else anybody right, right and i got that you know what no one else is going to do that for me, but me. Um, and and I just started you, just all you got to have is a glimmer of hope and a glimmer of will and interest and just that little piece of willingness to take action. Things will expand. I mean, for me, it was just that little glimmer of hope that it could change. And I started slowly changing the the what I said to myself. You know, when I look in the mirror kind words um you know when i do occasionally do use food emotionally I, I still have that happen i'm gonna be really honest here i mean it's i'm not you know free from it it still comes up. Well, let's just face it food is awesome yeah. i mean Fruit we just did we awesome. just made that awesome of course this was a great
0: kale salad that yeah, we just made if right. you guys if you guys go to our youtube channel yeah. You have got to see this recipe for this kale salad. It's she and it's Julie's own creation. It was just so delicious and yeah. and nutritious and that's the other thing right. about re uh, yes. framing your relationship with food is, once we start developing new habits and eating more nutritional yes. um, nutritionally dense foods, we don't we retrain our brain and our taste buds and we don't totally. really crave the sugar as much. Like the butternut squash for example in that yes. in that that was sweet.
1: Exactly. And the
0: and the cranberries. I mean, there's there are a lot of sweet there's a lot of sweetness yes. in many healthy foods that we can get without going to white sugar
1: and there are two things I would say I think that's so beautifully said one thing it often can point to if you're looking for sweetness Mm -hmm. like looking for it in a bag or a box that has white sugar and white stuff in it nothing again you know I it's okay sparingly however usually that's that's an indication to me that I'm looking for some sweetness in my life Mm -hmm. so I've learned to ask that right you know secondly when I realized you know and I got a lot of this information just through my program at Maryland University of Integrative Health and Nutrition about, like you said, nutrient dense foods and you know really healthy fats through avocados and really good olive oil. And I was deficient in a lot of nutrients and and probably vitamins. Um, and then of course people that there's so many different diets out there. I won't even touch that today. Um, what I do believe in, you know, is is doing is eating things that are that are rich and that are as much in the natural state as possible so whole foods just eating things that are from the earth you know or from the sea or from a tree or from the ground um and when you start eating that way you also start you know i start to feel more balanced and 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 not craving as much because i was getting the the nutrients i needed so there's definitely a physical component and nourishment component there
0: yes yes and cravings are just chemical imbalances in
1: a lot of situations yeah exactly So I think it's the I think it's the cravings and the and and the piece about what we're really looking for and that's like you said the depth you know we're looking at the depth here it's not just about the food kind of started there it's really in in my opinion it goes back to your relationship with yourself um, yeah I think you when in doubt go to go look at yourself and go look at how can I be more loving to myself if if we And on one question, that is the question I ask myself with almost everything now that I do. How can I be most loving to myself? Because I know I can't give away what I don't have. And I certainly want to be of service while I'm on this planet. So, you know, how can I love myself is also how can I be loving to others? Beautiful.
0: I think the Italians really get it. They get la dolce vita. Right? Yeah. Or la dolce vita. You is said it beautifully. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. Although <laughs> well, I... I had to raise my hands you know, like a <laughs> yeah. little Italian. Yeah, like yeah. live life. Like, right, just yeah. enjoy life. The sweet life. The, the sweet life. life yeah, so, so often we're just craving the sweetness that can come from a beautiful relationship with our yeah. family and our friends and ourselves, which is the most important relationship. So. Absolutely. So
1: Absolutely. And you know, this program um, that I'm I'm going to be leading along with a friend and colleague of mine, Robin Goebel. We're doing it together at MUIH, that's Maryland University of Integrative Health, probably this spring or summer. It's called Am I Hungry? And it's a mindful eating program developed by Dr. Michelle May, who also has emotional overeating long history. And I actually met her in in Phoenix this past fall. She's incredible. And I love it because it's all it's an eight week program that goes into depth about. Really, what is the what is the why behind what you're eating? It's not just, you know, it's not just the chocolate chip cookie. There's something going on. It's
0: not what you're eating. It's what's eating you. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. So
1: we're doing a condensed retreat um, weekend version in the s- spring-summer time. Awesome. Well, this how can year. we find out about that? You can always find out about this information on my website, and that is empowered-living.net.
0: Awesome. Okay, yes. so we'll be looking for
1: that. It's called the... Say am I again? hungry no am, am I, I hungry? hungry which is a great question to ask yourself such a great question yes and am what I am I hungry? hungry for right am I hungry mindful eating retreat it's a weekend program beautiful as always Julie Reesler
0: thank you so much for coming on the podcast and gracing us with all of your mm. wisdom and your beauty and your love namaste Aww. I namaste. just have to thank say thank you right namaste. back at <laughs> your sister you're awesome thank you oh, come back and tell us how everything's going thank again. you all right thank you for listening. awesome audiobook people are offering a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check them out. I always have about three audiobooks going at once. I listen when I'm driving, they're great on long trips, when I'm running, or just hanging out at home. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com happyhealthyyou happy healthy you. Hey, you'll also be helping support this podcast, so thanks.